Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. What bloody time do, do people listen to this? That'd be good to know. All times, yes. Yeah, tweet us and tell us what time you listen to this. I want, like, someone just listening to it at, like, half three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just laid in bed, staring at their ceiling, going, what has my life become? Yeah. Yes. Um, it was to help soothe them to sleep. I... I, I, I. <laughs> we're not we're not we're not a soothing trio of folks, are we? Oh, I, I I use a meditation app which has like things to lull you to sleep, and right. literally one of the things on there is someone reading GDPR regulations. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how that would work. It's fucking amazing. Like it's like just a guy reading from this fucking textbook it's uh, fair play and there's one that i listen to that's um just like a train ride and someone just talking about starting at london paddington and like going to penzance or something and it's really relaxing i like literally fall asleep within about 10 minutes it's oh it's bloody brilliant yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd have to wait and see if they got that. Yeah, you need to see how it panned out. Yeah, just see how it panned out. Yeah. But well, they, just, they just fucking took a train with their dickheads. Ah, <laughs> oh, nah, it's brilliant. Anyway, um, it's a, a, episode 270, some tangent, episode 276 of Dude and a Monkey. Uh, my name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... Matt Foster, hello everybody. And Becky Foster, hello everybody. Becky is back. Um, Noel is bit, has been replaced. I'm much uh, better. Uh. <laughs> That's one school of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, nah, it's it, it's very good to have Becky back in. Obviously, all four of us are going to be about this weekend. So, um, yes. yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is weird. We're recording on Thursday night, and then literally we're all getting together in like less than forty-eight hours. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Very odd, because I don't really know, like, when we record over the weekend, I don't really know. It's just probably going to be a lot of tangents. Yeah, it, it, it is. What it'll probably be is... That is our specialty. It'll be, be a little bit of mm. sobriety, and then it'll be a little bit of drunk nonsense, and then it'll be a little bit of sobriety, and then some more drunk nonsense. And probably some singing. Yeah, probably some singing, yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Right, um, so, yeah, uh, the Nate's episode's going to be a fucking shambles. Yeah, um, <laughs> At some point, me and Noel, at the very least, will end up singing Black Eyes at some point. Oh, God. Yeah, I. Yes, you will. I'll do Le Vie en Rose. <laughs> I will very much look forward to that. <laughs> oh, do you know I'd enjoy that, Ian. Please practice and do that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's friends. happening. <laughs> as long as uh, I'm singing the, uh, the main song, I'm all good. Me and me and me and Noel probably will the Please entire don't. fucking thing. <laughs> I was crying. A full soundtrack rendition. Yeah, I I have mad love for Noel. Barely ever going to the cinema and yet going to see A Star Is Born twice. Yeah, well, well done. I'm I'm genuinely contemplating going to see A Star Is Born tomorrow morning at the cinema. But oh, I, we were going tomorrow night. Oh, we're going tomorrow night actually. Aren't we? Yeah, because you want to make me watch it. Well, I want to watch it again to try and. A little bit as much as I do. Yeah. What time's time it's showing at Sunday morning in Manchester? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, episode fucking episode two hundred and seventy six. Right, 
On this week's show, uh, we are going to be reviewing, double review, um, not doing First Man, I, I will talk about that in what we've been watching, but um, we're, to be honest, I kind of think it might be a bit more of an interesting chat for Drew Goddard's Bad Times at the El Royale anyway, um, but we're also going to be covering Gareth Evans' uh, Apostle, uh, which is obviously on Netflix now as well, um, and yeah, we'll do some what we've been watching, some... You know, I think I think it's going to be a pretty loosey goosey show, to be honest. Um, kind of minded to maybe try and save some content for the weekend, but then again, we'll always talk about something. Um, what, what's been happening this week then? Uh, people were getting on Jason Blum's back a little bit for yeah, yeah. I, uh, the thing is, do you know what I kept on like, the reaction I kept on having to? To all of the uh, retweet with comments, essentially. Uh, I'm going to have to, to give me some context because I've, I've had literally the worst week at work. Uh, so give me some context. I don't know. There was a headline in uh, Livewire, was it? Something like that. A, a or IndieWire, maybe. IndieWire. Um, IndieWire, it was. You're right. IndieWire. Uh, and the headline was Jason Bloom saying, um, I've been trying to make a female directed horror, but there just aren't enough directors out there. Right. But I can't find a female director, right? That was the headline. Ian, did you read the actual piece? I'm assuming you will have read the piece. Yes. Right. Now, the thing is, people, a lot of female and male um, film enthusiasts, we'll say, were retweeted with comments saying, oh, clearly not looking hard enough. Do you want me to send a list? And other snarky comments. And I'm thinking, ha. Huh, wouldn't it be an idea to read the article rather than posting a snarky comment where he actually states that he's tried to get a couple of female directors on mm. board with making films at Bloomhouse yeah. and just wasn't able to do it. And he's trying to give, you know, get female directors in, you know, into the Bloomhouse kind of circle that he's got going on. And so it was a little bit like, this seems to happen a lot where a headline is taken as the oh, article. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely out of... doesn't actually represent what's in there, but it's taken as the gospel. Yeah, and I think to start throwing shit at, at Jason Bloom, who's doing an awful lot of good... To be fair, women don't want to be involved in his studio. There's no point in sort of going out there and looking for them for the sake of tokenism. But the worst was, and the worst one I saw... Ian, what, what's your thoughts on it? And I, I'll say the worst one I saw, reaction to it I saw... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like in the end of the day, he talks about because, um, like, yeah, he talks about wanting to get Jennifer Kent, who did the Babadook, yeah, um, and it just not being able to um, get it going. But I don't know. Like, he produced Sharp Objects, the TV series, and Marty Knoxon was the showrunner for that. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, uh, John Mark Vallee like direct uh, like directed it, I believe. But, but like Marty Knoxon was kind of like a key creative as well. Um, and I recognise that name. Sorry? Marty Noxon, I recognise that. Is she... Big Buffy. Big Buffy. Buffy. Hey, Buffy. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- th- this is this this is the thing. It just, it's... Re- yeah, I don't know. Read the article. I mean, like, and to be fair, I don't think the, the main headline was really gu- gunning for him either. It was... I think... A headline that, like that could be interpreted in different ways, and I think maybe they knew that. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, the piece isn't exactly a fucking hit piece. No. It you know it just it's, I you know, 
you go out there and approach directors and they say no and there is a more limited pool of female directors that at the moment is what it is and I hope that doesn't continue for much longer but it Mm. is what it is and so there is a higher chance of not being able to get to work with a female director um it, it it is a it is a numbers thing but also i mean like in in the horror genre as well it does seem to be a bit of a man's thing and i don't i do not think that's right but unfortunately it is what it is and the fact that he is saying we've tried but there we there's not many out there but we've tried sure there's no no real problem with that at all, I don't think. No, I mean, spelling out, reading off a, a list of names of female directors that come from, um, you know, the indie film circuit and TV is one thing, but how many of them actually have A, an idea, or B, an actual inclination to make a horror movie Quite. A, a very different thing? You know, people were very surprised when Jordan Peele came out with his directorial debut and it was a horror. Mm. People were very surprised when John Krasinski came out mm. with his directorial debut and it was a horror. The sh- most stupid one I saw was somebody saying, somebody suggested Mary Harron do one of American Psycho and Notorious Betty Page fame. A, a woman who... Being honest, I think he's actually quite a poor director. What's she done recently? Um, she's currently doing a, a film with Matt Smith, I think. A biopic of a something. I can't remember what it was. Well, but, those things are horrible. but also as well, this woman who do, despises violence in cinema. Yeah. Mm. You know, like openly came out and said that she she regrets making American Psycho because she doesn't like violence in in, in films and doesn't think it has a place for it. You know, which is which is her opinion and anything like that. And actually, don't you know, make American Psycho. I, I don't. Yeah, that, that's 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 what I got. That the weird thing is, I don't like Mary Harron as as a director. I mm. don't like her. But to listen to her talk about cinema, she's fascinating. Mm. So it's one of those weird little things. But it did seem a little bit like it, it was it was reacting to a headline, which is what headlines are supposed to do. Yeah. But it, it took me two minutes to read the article and go, oh, it's not actually that. He's making. He's making something about Manson. That's it. it, Oh yeah, she directed that. That's right. Matt Smith is is Charlie. Is Manson, isn't he? Or Matt Smith is Manson. Yeah, yeah. Charlie says. Fucking hell. That's 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 a stretch to believe that he could be. Yeah, that's an odd one. Well, anyway, we'll see. I'm actually, I'll, I'll probably watch that actually, though, it's quite curious. Yeah. A lot of films getting made about Manson at the moment. It's a weird cycle, isn't it? Mm. I think maybe the statute of limitations on being able to a make very it. Very good point, that, actually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's a good idea, point, that. Actually, that's, quite a decent, that that's quite a good cast, actually, that. Oh, no, it's not. It's got that Chase Crawford coming in. Oh, I believe Chase Crawford is pretty face alone. Uh, no. It's got the weird... He's generic skin job number seven. Oh, he's so pretty. Yeah, but he's number seven in the generic skin jobs. Got, he's got what's-a-face that... Yeah, all... yeah, Becky, he's not even number three. Come on, pull yeah. this shit together. Number seven. Yeah. Who, who, who are you, you showing me? Hair off of skins that will always just be the weird one off of skins, but she it's was... normal people that watch Game of Thrones is in Game of Thrones. She's a She was good she in Detroit. Oh, yeah, she is, actually. Yeah. 
Sorry. Tangent. Who's that now? Hannah Murray. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gilly. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of been it, maybe? Yeah, it's been a bit... It's a quiet time at the moment, I think. I think it's... You know, it's award season. Things are just kind of, like, ticking over with that, really, at the moment. Um, Yeah, it's weird. We're going to see, you know, Halloween on on Friday, on Saturday, uh, and then we're seeing Carpenter on on Sunday. But I, I haven't even seen that much... I haven't even seen that much buzz um, around around Halloween. Really, it's out today. today. Yeah, and I, I, I expect it to be a little bit more fanfare um, towards. Them. They reckon it's going to do between fifty and eighty million dollars in the US this weekend. I mean, it's going to. I'm 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 very excited for it. I'm a bit dubious, but I'm very excited for it. I'm I'm. I'm excited. I'm, I don't know if I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Is what I would say. Mm. I know that I'm probably going to like it just because it's 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 a it's a film series that I like and it's yeah. a genre that I like, and I'll get enough enjoyment out of it. I'm not grinning with high expectations, so I doubt I'll be disappointed. Mm. As long as it fits, you know, as long as it's better than most of the sequels, I'm fine. It doesn't need to be better than the the, the original or anything like that. As long as it's better than most sequels, I, I, I'm I'm cool with that. I'm more, a lot more worried about Suspiria. Yeah, I know you're really. I'm, I'm really worried about Suspiria. With the, with the, the whole OMG big reveal that Tilda Swinton was the old man that everyone had fucking worked out anyway. Yeah. They did finally post with that. I liked that. <laughs> That's good then. Yeah. Did it have, did it have Johnson's Dakotas on it? It did not have Johnson's Dakotas on it. Dagnam it. We'll get us that Battle of L L or Bad Times. Battle of L R L. All I know is about Suspiria is that it's not going to cost me anything to see it because it's going to be the free film of the week when movie go. Like, it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, it will be, yeah. So, fucking A Star Is Born was the film of the week on movie go a couple weeks back. I love how it's supposed to be championing indie cinema and whatnot, but there just wasn't a big indie release that week. So it was like, fuck it, give it Star Is Born. (laughs) Um, And next, The Tales of Grindelwald. Yeah, no, no, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, it's interesting, but, I mean, Suspiria, I was going to see it this week, and then I, I don't know, man, like, just the fucking press showings on Wednesday were not great, like, the headline was Outlaw King, and that's on in on Netflix in, like, three weeks anyway. Mm. It's just, oh, it was such a potch to get up to London, and then I would have been back last night, and then going to Manchester on Saturday, and it just... Uh... You decided to save yourself for the better trip, because you get to see us. Oh, shit, yeah. No, I mean, like, Christ. I mean, like, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it, it would have been lovely to see Brad and Dan. It genuinely would have been, but it was also a fucking whistle stop. It was like... <laughs> I, I was up one night, back the next night. It, like, whereas it's this weekend is going to be full force. Like, I'm slightly worried for my life this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that Noel's worked out like a full itinerary, though. I, I, you know, I, he, he always I, does. I love, he, he did for my fucking stag as well. It was yeah. incredible. Sorry, <laughs> I love these trips. I love whenever whenever we go go away because I can literally, I can, I can literally go. I will get there. 
and then it's up to you two to decide what we're doing. <laughs> I understand there was an infographic I, last time. Yeah, I think no, I'm pretty sure no, no made like a little infographic about it. Yeah, I want, I want one. I want to get there and get handed a laminated card. <laughs> no, you probably will. I am worried about Saturday night though, because I know like Noel's basically going to get off home and he's going to leave us to it, and it's like, what the f- like, <laughs> what the fuck is going to happen in? Manchester at like two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night. <laughs> drinky drinkies. Drinky drinkies. It, it's like, yeah, I fuck. I'm a bit scared. Well, first night Jordan, the fuck out of it, weren't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. First night Jordan. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to be so caffeinated though. Like, as, as Mark told you, what time I've got to be fucking up on Saturday morning. No. Like, literally, I've got to get a 20 past five in the morning train into Cardiff. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. I yeah. No, uh, oh, man, driving in that fucking electric car. <laughs> You'd have to stop to recharge, like, 15 times. L- literally, I- I'd, have to re- I'd have to stop for, like, 20, 25 minutes twice. Fucking hell. And it's like, to be fair, I, I take the car, and that means Donna's basically fucking stranded yeah. all weekend, so... No, I'm getting a coach. 20 past five in the morning, train. Gets to Cardiff at about quarter to six. And then my coach isn't until quarter to seven. So I've got an hour in Cardiff at (laughs) six in the morning. Someone's having a McDonald's breakfast. Oh, no, go to Krispy Kreme. Your your Cardiff Krispy Kreme. At at that time in the morning? Yeah. It it won't be open. It's in the shopping centre. It won't be open. I just assumed it would. Why? Because it's one of the bakery ones. So, they're not going to open. You're going to have to distribute it to everyone else. So, not going to open the public. You're going to end up. Just hammer on the door, Ian, and we'll let you in. I'm just going to walk about a bit and get my fucking active calories in. Because then I'm going to be on a coach for six hours. Well, Oh. What time is it you get into it, is it? 25 past 12. 25 past 12. Yeah, we're going to set off around, what's that, about half 10-ish? Yeah. Fuck um, you. Don't say this. And drive for two hours to the uh, car park. Um, and walk and then walk, walk the eight minutes to where <laughs> you eating. And then the five minutes back to the <laughs> hotel. Uh, the thing is, the the one on Saturday, it stops at Bristol and Birmingham. So on Monday, it doesn't go to Bristol, and it's literally an hour less. Like oh, wow. just j- just because of that fucking detour. Um, I'm not pleased. Hey, <laughs> no, c- uh, coach. Could you have got the train though? How yeah, but the train? It, it, it literally would have cost me like sixty quid more. Oh, wow. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah, they do, but expensive. Yeah, train, trains are bastards. Um, and the, the thing is, at like it's like South Wales trains are in a bit of a fucking limbo at the moment because the rail franchise ended last week and it's gone to another one. And it's just like, you don't... I don't even know if my fucking train's turning up in the morning at the moment. Oh, shit. So that's uh, that's been a real treat this week. But anyway... Enough about that fucking shit. But yeah, like by the time I'm gonna get there at twelve twenty-five, I don't think I don't think that the bus is gonna like stop for any comfort breaks or anything like that. So I'm just gonna have a shitload of caffeine 
and then a shitload of alcohol and then see what that does. It's going to be fun. I genuinely might fall asleep during Halloween and we're seeing it at 20 past five in the afternoon. I, I, I'll nudge you. I'll keep nudging you every 10 minutes. Uh, fucking, I, I'm, I'm worried about that. I am. <laughs> but anyway, right. So, trailers. Um, I don't think many, has there? I need to ask you guys a question. Have you seen the trailer for The Curse of La Lorna yet? Yes. Yes. Yes? Just watched it. Right. Is that yes. a Conjuring universe film? Well, it says it not. Well, it says not on the write-up that I read about it. But you said it's the same priest, didn't you? It's the same priest from, is it the... Annabelle 1. Annabelle, first Annabelle movie, isn't it? And it literally, on at least on um, Wikipedia, same character name and everything, Father Perez... No, yeah, maybe it is. and it's the conjuring extended universe, and it's the guy who is directing the conjuring three, I believe. It yeah. is, yeah. It's going to end up becoming a conjuring movie. They'll just they'll they'll club Don't field say it. it. Oh. They'll club field it. <laughs> it's just it's so weird that it's produced by the same people. It's Warner Brothers and New Line. It's the, that guy in it again. Um. And I don't know, it's interesting because that's April and they announced this week as well that Annabelle 3, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are going to be in Annabelle 3 and it's going to be about their daughter and her friend being terrorised by Annabelle. Interesting. Yeah. It's the, 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 fact that, the fact that the nun made that much money for them has basically got the gone look we want at least one, maybe even two a year out of this. I mean, yep. like how I just, I think that's really cool. It's like if this, if the curse of the Lorna, and by the way, the trailer as well, kind of a setup like the nun trailer, where you got some like exposition-y stuff. And then there's a bit of a sequence at the end of the trailer. Yeah. The bit in the car. Mm. That goes on for a long time for a trailer. Oh, I like that though. I like that. Can you can you imagine being? I hope that's really quite like long and tense in the movie, mm. and it's they're just like, ah, oh, but it's fucking creepy. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks really fun, and just the fact that we've got these like kind of big scale horror franchise films, even though it's only a franchise because it's built around a a shared universe kind of thing. That's you know, it's what they Universal wanted to do with the Mummy, and you know they cast Johnny Depp and Javier Bardem and all that kind of stuff. But it just like it kind of felt like it was coming from a money-making, like a commerce-first kind of thing. Whereas with James Wan producing all of this stuff, you know his heart is actually in it. Yeah. Um. And I, I don't know, that's just, it's really interesting that they seem to have stumbled across, upon this. I'm, and, I, I mean, at least with this, if it is a Conjuring Universe film, at least they're not screaming about it right away. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it, I, and, and to be fair, that would be an easy way to sell tickets. So it's interesting that they're going about it at least not, being obvious. I mean, they're not lying. They're not saying it's not a Conjuring film. It's just there hasn't been anything saying whether it is or not. And it's just little things that if you, 
like notice. Hang on a second, because literally, I just like I looked at it. It was like he looks like the priest from Annabelle. And then you look it up, and it's like he is the priest from Annabelle playing the same character. Okay, that's interesting. And I, I, I like the way that it's not just fucking cramming it down your throat. Um, they're they're smart. They're smart. Yeah. It feels more organic than the like the Universal Monsters thing. That was always very contrived, wasn't it? They were always mm. going to try and build around it. I wouldn't mind giving the mummy a rego at some point. So, what is it on? Uh, cruise. It's one. on cruise. Yeah, we rewatched it, didn't we? Uh, I see. I never heard. I didn't hear it the first time around. Yeah, we rewatched it, and you you were still alright with it, weren't you? And I, I I thought it was absolute garbage. It gets it gets a bit of an easy pass from me because it's Tom Cruise, though. Yeah, which is weird because you used to hate Tom Cruise. Yeah, I'm over that now. I've gone completely the other way. Um, other one. Well, actually, I've not watched anything else this week, but we didn't talk about Pet Cemetery last week. Oh okay. yeah, right. It's the Becky show, isn't it? Come on, let's be having it. Oh, it looks it looks fucking great, doesn't it? It looks <laughs> creepy as fuck. There's no. I mean, I'll have to reread it, but I don't think there's any creepy children in masks in the book. But the fact that they're in this film, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm, if they if they're changing things, the cat looks like a badass motherfucker. Yeah, love that cat, especially when he's all like wonky in that shot of him face on. I did think though when I watched it that I've never thought before. I'm not when in the book. There's a lot of pain that could have been saved this community by just putting a fucking fence up. Well, no, no, I think I said, I said that. What is it? Okay. When we watched the film, the original film. Yeah, well, I, I didn't agree with you at that point. No, you obviously. didn't agree with me, did I? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally said, why don't you just put a fence up? <laughs> I think John John Lithgow looks good as Judd as well. John Lithgow's always good. And that little boy as, as Gage, the little boy in it, looks like bang on to what you read him as in the book. Like the, the one in the original. What a little boy. No, but just like cute but slightly creepy. And the bit where his hands are coming through the window at the end of the trailer as well. That's fucking creepy. Yeah, I'm, I'm well on board You're very much on board yeah. with it, yeah. 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 Good. The, the, like... the vibe is just fucking weird. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it, it seems a little bit... It seems like it could be could, could get a little bit nasty. Yeah, but it's a nasty book. All right, cool. But it's like, because... You totally me off. Ain't, no, 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 but it, like, a lot of more recent Stephen King books have been a bit more... A, a bit more Castle Rocky. Yeah, whereas, like, It and Pet Cemetery and Carrie and stuff like that from, like, the early... They were, like... They were nasty, like... I don't know how to describe them. Like, video nasties book books. They were, they were not... They were grimy and... Scary and a bit gross and grim. Yeah, yeah, grim. grim. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the later stuffs a bit more sanitized and a bit more psychological. Yeah. These weren't. These were just fucking horror show. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It looks. It looks like it's. It looks a lot more interesting than it has any right to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think. Yeah. It, it seems like somebody's making a Pet Cemetery movie because they've got an idea to make a great Pet Cemetery movie rather than they've decided to make a Pet Cemetery movie and giving it to a director to make a Pet Cemetery movie. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it looks loved. Mm. Mm. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, 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 the fact that the trailer is as odd as it is 
gives me hope that the film it, it reflects the film and the film isn't just some cookie cutter remake like it, yeah. it, it it just the the trailer's got a kind of an indie horror vibe to it and yet it's a paramount film that's like john lifkow and was it jason clark um yeah 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 no it was wasn't it and um you know like it it, it just yeah, odd, odd vibe to it, and it, it kind of stayed with me, which trailers often don't. Um, yeah, no, that's it, it's a promising one, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely, and I, I'm quite enjoying the resurgence of. You know, it's all off the back of it, so we've got a lot to thank it for. But the resurgence of Stephen King films getting made is is great for a fan, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And getting them, even the good ones are dated. Even the good ones that were made before are quite dated. Yeah. You know, The Shining, not so much, but it's not. It's very much an adaptation rather than a. It's not faithful to the book at all. Uh, you feel like The Shining, I get told off rather frequently. You don't like The Shining? No, I don't. You're a strange boy. <laughs> And Noel tells me how frequently about it. <laughs> <laughs> but that carpet, I mean, you've got to love that film just for that carpet alone, and then everything else is gravy. Yeah, really boring gravy. It's not boring Fuck gravy. Fuck off, The Shining's amazing, you're mental. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, though, The Shining is one of those films I have tried so hard with so many times, I just, it doesn't get But I'm, I'm often like that with Kubrick. Yeah. There's some of it that I that I I, I adore, and then there's some of it that just leaves me going, okay, that's finished. I don't know how you can feel like that about The Shining. Mm. Okay, that's finished film. Why? I don't get it. Just just, for some reason, I have tried several times. Are you wrong? Uh, Yeah, I probably am. I am very often wrong, (laughs) but. Do you know what a bit part about? Do you know what a lot of it is actually? What you don't like children? I don't like children, no. Mm. And children in dungarees even more. Oh yeah, you do hate a child in dungarees, don't you? Yeah. Mm. Gives yeah. you gives you like weird anxiety, doesn't it? It does. It does. I, I, I saw a fully grown girl at the cinema yesterday wearing a dungaree dress, and I just and she had a hair on top of her head, and then like a stripy roll neck jumper underneath, and I was like, "What the fuck do you look like?" Was she hot though? Because hot girls no. can pull up dungarees. No, you wear dungarees with a dungaree dress, and they're just shapeless at the best of times. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there's a girl. There's a girl in my work who I get on with who was wearing a dungarees and this stripy shirt underneath the other day, and I did just wonder, just why is that yeah. a thing now? Yeah. yeah, it is. Well, it is, yeah, but I, I don't... If you're over the age of five, I don't see why you would wear them. I don't... No, you can't put a child... Uh, talking about children, right? Honestly, there was a fucking kid who came to my shop uh, yesterday. Not yesterday. Tuesday, right? And it. she looked like... She looked like a haunted painting had come to life. <laughs> it was fucking terrifying. Right. Did you tell her? Uh, no, I, I just turned around and looked at Katie, who, who was one of the members of Steph Wells, and went, and showed her mouth, what the fuck, to her. And I left went, what was that? I went, yeah, that was an odd kid. It was, 
honestly, it looked like a come to like a Victorian painting come to life. It was freaky. Excellent. No, it wasn't. You excellent. The... No. I was scared in case it literally my phone got infected with it. Like in a Japanese horror movie. Yeah, it like that. Mm. Yeah, like my phone had become Tartanese or extreme. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, I miss that. It's like the second reference to Tartan Asia Extreme in the last few episodes, that. <laughs> Isn't it, actually? Yeah. Like, it's fucking, like, Noel was talking about um, Sh- Sh- Shaitan. Shaitan, yeah. The Vincent Cassell film, and I think we were like, oh, I think that was Tartan Asia Extreme. Anyway. Um, okay, so let's move on then. Um, and let's talk some bad times at the El Royale. Uh, directed by Drew Goddard and is starring um, uh, Cyn- uh, Cynthia Erivo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, very well. Y- yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, John Hamm, Lewis Pullman, um, uh, Dakota Johnson, Callie Spaney, and Chris Hemsworth. Um, so, it's the story of a hotel, the El Royale which is split across two states um, and a random bunch of people come together at the El Royale and some bad times are had. Uh, it's the latest film from uh, Drew Goddard, he of uh, Cabin of the Woods and uh, writing Cloverfield fame um, and also showrunner on season one of Daredevil. Um, it's a bit of a, like, you know, mid-budget non-franchise writer-director studio film which you don't get an awful lot of these days um, I did the trailer for it had been in front of pretty much every fucking film I'd seen for the last two months <laughs> um, and it ever so slightly landed with a bit of a damp squib to be fair um, took less than half a million pound in the UK uh, last weekend and will probably disappear out of cinemas quite quickly so I suppose the question would be, is it going to be one of those films that in 10 years' time people are like, oh, you know, people should have seen Bad Times at El Royale in the cinema because they don't make films like that anymore? Um, Or do we think that it maybe rightly isn't that widely seen? Um, Becky, let's start with you. What do you think, dude? I I honestly feel it it genuinely will be one of those kind of films that we won't get in five years' time because... it's not part of a franchise and everything will just be homogenized and people will regret not seeing shit like this at the cinema i absolutely loved it absolutely loved it um i like the lazy pacing of it i like the fact that you get i like films that do like what it does did where it's got your overlapping timelines and it's showing it from different people's perspectives i think it's really interesting as it sort of gradually pieces it pieces its story together and you go oh so that's where he was and that's who was there and blah 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 blah. and I just I I, I thought it was really good I thought the acting was really good in it um you know John Hamm I like seeing John Hamm and stuff that isn't Mad Men um and Jeff Bridges as well was great in it the 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 singing lady had a very lovely voice Dakota Johnson is actually quite a charismatic screen presence you know you wouldn't get it from watching Fifty Shades. You wash your mouth out. Which she comes in from around a little bit in the sequels. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, it didn't feel its length, 
at all. Could have sat and watched more of it quite happily. Um, and obviously, Chris Hemsworth dancing in no shirt. So, what's not to like? Interesting uh, noise. Yeah, I, I I really loved it. I know that I know it's been a bit a bit marmite for people, hasn't it? But I, I it, it really clicked with me. Uh, cool, cool. Uh, Mark, what do you think? I, I I was quite worried going in. I I, I was. At first, I was quite excited about it because I liked the trailer. Uh, thought, yep, it's really interesting. Uh, one of those ensemble pieces, you know, you're not expecting it to be amazing or anything like that, but, you know, it looked like it was going to be a good time. I was then incredibly worried when I found out it was two hours, 20 minutes long. I thought, why Why does that movie need to be two hours, why, 20 minutes why? long? This is what all I got from him for like three days before I went to <laughs> Why? Why is it so long? Yeah, I, I think I literally said that it should be mandated that movies like this are not allowed to be anything more than 114 minutes long. Well, you'd have missed that a lot of film. Um, and the, the thing is, I, 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 I agree with, with Becky that um, the, 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 the lazy pacing that I, I quite enjoyed. Um, I the weird thing is, I could have watched more of it, but it could have been a lot. It could have been a lot shorter. I, I think without ruining the pacing. Um, no, I think you, you, really you, you, you. I know you disagree with me on this, but literally, if every time they turned round and looked at Cynthia Erigar's uh, character when she's about to sing, if they'd have cut out the pause bit between when she's about to sing to when she actually sings and cut all those in half, you'd have probably lost about 10 minutes. Also as well, she sings too fucking much in it. And she's got a a beautiful voice. But... Yeah, but that's... It it soundtracks the film. It's fine. In in a non-obvious way. But it is quite obvious. When when, when literally you're sat there going... Oh, she's gonna fucking sing again. She's gonna fucking sing again. I, 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 I've got to agree with Mark on that. Like, I, 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 it. We get the point. She's a good singer. But it's a way of incorporating the soundtrack into the narrative without just having music in the background. Which is fine, but because they do the same with the jukebox. Yeah, which is fine, but far too often she just they just look at her, start singing, and then when they even said to her. Ah, uh, singing the song. You're thinking, and she goes, "No, I think it. You, you, you fucking, you wanna. You know, you wanna." I. That's the only bit I didn't like. Actually, I wish she hadn't sung for him. You know, she, you knew she was good at because she can't not. Mm. She can't not. She's she's like a little she's a little singing crack addict, didn't she? Uh, he was a dickhead, wasn't he? Um, so, but I did like the. I, I love the opening. I thought the opening's fantastic. A great little short film in of itself. The um, we're out all spoilers all the time, guys. Um, the the long sequence where John Hamm discovers the the passageways and the, the two way mirrors, I, I thought was 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 oh, fantastic. The bit before that as well, though, where he's walking around the room and he's finding all the things and just laying them out on the table. Even yeah. that, I like. Um, th- th- those bits were great. I just and we'll get into it. I think Drew Goddard is a very very good writer. I think he's a fantastic writer, actually. And I think he's a good director. And I think that, that had this been directed by somebody, written by Drew Goddard, but directed by somebody who's a great director, it might have been a better film. I do also think that the Chris Hemsworth shirtless thing got a little bit gratuitous. But that was supposed to be his character. It's still gratuitous. No, because uh, uh, nobody's uh, supposed to be 
be he's supposed to be doing it in a, in a gratuitous way. That's fine, but it's still gratuitous. But, no, no, it's I mean, weird, yeah. but it's gratuitous. I'm agreeing with Becky on this one, man. Like that's his, that is his character. It's the <laughs> that, fucking I, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. I don't find with that, but I did find that it was a little bit like like a little bit like Drew Goddard was going. I'm I such a bored of this right now. Dude's got abs for days. I, I, do not, do not, do not. I'm fine with looking at Hens without his shirt on, but I did a little bit feel like somebody should have gone. Could he just put a shirt on? No, because his character wouldn't have put a shirt on. I know, but somebody could have asked him. No. I'd have asked him. What, as one of the other characters? Yeah. But yeah, they're all fucking terrified of him. Yeah, you're going to kill me, but by the way, can you put your shirt on? You're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. No, I don't think anyone would fucking do that. I think I would. Well, you'd be dead then. Yeah, yeah, yeah mate, you'd be like the first to die. In those, those, situa- would, In those situations, I'm very well aware of the fact that I'd probably be the first to die. I think in most situations where tact was required, you'd be the first to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I've come to terms with that. Do, do you not think maybe you'd you try and rein it in a bit? Maybe not insult me. I just don't think it's in my character. <laughs> just don't think it is. But I'll let you it you and we'll get more into it. But I did, I did actually really, really enjoy it. And I, 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 I'm looking forward to watching it again. Yeah. I disagree with you on the direction. I think it's perfectly well directed. But there's that. just points where it, it, it it's... It just doesn't. It, the, there's just something missing, and I think the reason why is because because of like the setting and things like that, and it, it, it is kind of an all-in-one setting. It's all set around one kind of place. In my brain, for some reason, and I think part of it is, is the length and the pacing, the fact that it's people talking to each other in one place. My brain gets in a weird way equating it to something like the Hateful Eight. Mm. Which it isn't Tommy or anything like that, but my brain did keep on equating it to something like that. It's, it, thinking, it is fucking Tarantino in points. And it is, it is yeah. like that. I was thinking this is the difference between when people try and ape Tarantino, which I'm, I, I do think in a way that is trying to do a little bit here. When people try to ape Tarantino, but they just can't get it right because there's, there's a certain something that it's just it's just missing. For, for me, I, I'm getting scowled at right now. Ian, what did you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I, um, I, 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 I don't think I liked it as much as Becky. I, to be honest, I think maybe I liked it a bit less than than, than you, Mark. I mean, I just, I, it's a, it's a really good film, and I, I think it is one of those ones that we're going to be fucking saying why didn't people go and see that in the cinema in a few years time more for what it represents than what it actually is um i think that if the writer wasn't also the director i I do think it could have made for a better film just because it feels like it's not quite managing to check the Cash, uh, uh, cash the checks that its ass is trying to. What's the fucking saying? Cash checks its 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 ass is trying Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just in terms of, there's an awful lot of build which takes an awful lot of time, and things are very suspenseful. 
and then it, 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 I don't know, the reveals I don't think quite paid it off. And I do like the idea, because I'm listening to like Drew Goddard talking about the film, he was talking about how Chris Hemsworth is basically the devil and he's coming there at the end to basically like make them face their sins. Um, and, I, you know, that's quite, that's quite an interesting idea. Um, but I, I don't know, it just... Yes, the, the John Hamm bit, extended bit, is great, and him being killed off was surprising. But, like, Dakota, I will say Dakota Johnson's reaction, bit of an overreaction for what was actually going on. Can he talk in his on there? But she could have kind of tried to explain it rather than just shooting. I think she's got a little bit of crazy in her. The character on... But that's, that's like, the one... That's like the one moment of the film where she does, because then, you know, like she sees Lewis Pullman behind that thing, which is way more obviously shifty, and she doesn't yeah. fucking shoot him in the head. Did, did you know that the, you know, the other guy uh, that does the robbery with Jeff Bridges and Nick Offerman was Xavier Dolan? So, yeah, that's fucking weird. I saw his name in the credits at the end. I was like, that. what? That's mental. Um, sorry, Ian, carry on. No, 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 yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It, it just, it's... I don't want to say that the film thinks it's more clever than it is, because I, I don't necessarily think that's the case, but I will say the whole kind of, like, the, the split between the two lines meant absolutely fuck all in the grand scheme of things. It just felt like an idea that didn't really come to fruition. Um... A stylistic choice. It was like it was a. It was a. It two was a two thing. opposite worlds. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's it. I think you can get away with that. My, my, my not, and you, you actually had this issue, Bex. There was a little bit of a lack of, of, of payoff with it. I wanted to know who management were. Uh, in the sense that I wanted yeah, to know who management that's were. A good and, and, and also. I think we should know who management were, and we get an, a very strong idea of who is on the. Tape. But then they just fucking bin it at the end. Sure. It burns up. They get binned and the timeline doesn't add up. Who who are we meant to think it is? Because I didn't get that. Who did, did you get an idea of who it was? I, I, I was kind of thinking maybe JFK. I thought I thought Kennedy as well. But then the timeline doesn't add up because it's set in 1969. Kennedy is um, was killed in 63, um, and Miles said he. Um, he he was nice to me, so I didn't want to send it off. So he must have gone there at the earliest, 63. So that means Mal's been working there for six years. That just seems a little bit... He seems younger than that. Yeah, that could pan out, though. It like, could pan out, I suppose. It's always been to war. It could, it could pan out, yeah. It, it, could, it could do, but that's why I didn't think that it was Kennedy. I mean, they, they, they made such a thing of the, like, I know him, he's dead. Yeah. It's he's like, who's dead. the most I mean, famous... And... In- yeah, and you know she she kind of didn't really didn't really recognise him at first, did she? The young girl. No, I didn't get what big deal it was either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and she probably wouldn't at that age. So, yeah, can, can, I, I, I did, did, did strike me that it was Kennedy. So, and I, I the idea of not outright saying it was Kennedy because that would lead to massive liableness. What is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. I, it, that, that's the thing, and it just. You know, I mean, like, towards the end as well, like, the reveal with Lewis Pullman, I killed 123 people, and then that, like, war bit for a few minutes, 
right when I'll be honest, I was a bit like this film's wrapping up. Yeah, let's that, wrap it up. I know, but I, I I think that was good to have that in there because you don't all the way through. He's got this guilt, and you don't know where it's come from, and you think he's done awful things at the hotel for for management, and it isn't. It's that he's killed people at war, and you know a lot of like soldiers and stuff did feel massive guilt, like they had. You know, at the end of the day, murdered people, and I, 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 I don't know. It just it, it felt like in the construction of the film that flashback could have been at a lot of different points and they just popped it in there um because you've got the you've got the great all that sequence that that in in the the hotel lobby yeah that's going on there and it it, like you say it's it's absolutely and all of a sudden it goes and takes you in like oh you've 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 got all that tension up and then all of a sudden you've just you've you've this this is what i'm saying a great director doesn't do that because they look at it and go, "No, it don't work. It doesn't work because we've got we've got it nicely amped up. It's dark and like that. We pulls it out like that. They should have had that at some point. That flashback at some point when he was talking to um, <coughs> Jeff Bridges. But no, I, but I, I liked the the what is it? I've killed people, and you know the fact that she goes, "How many people have you killed?" Yeah, and then it's not any thinking. I was thinking, fuck, is he like a serial killer or kills? I, I thought exactly that. Yeah, yeah. And then it flashes the wall thing. You go, oh shit, that makes that actually just makes perfect sense in a real world. Yeah, what is it? And that that's nice. But then you know, it's I don't know. It, it's it's a really it's a really fucking interesting movie, is what I'll say. In the sense that, like you say, um, you know, for instance, my criticism that. Or my reticence about it being two hours twenty minutes is it, completely unfounded because I, I think it it wears its work its, its length quite well. Yeah. Um, I think when it's doing the kind of thing it does, where it goes back over the same events but from a different perspective, it doesn't feel as long because it's you know the the story like your brain I think goes all right, well, that's still that bit of story, so that time doesn't count. <laughs> it's also nice as well that Jeff Bridges wasn't doing the generic Jeff Bridges old man voice for once that he did for for quite a few films. Mm. I love Jeff Bridges. Where he sounded like he was trying to chew his own tongue by talk. <laughs> oh. And he, he, he was giving himself an unnecessarily underbite. I'm, I'm, I mean... The, 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 I mean, I love the, the, the Bridges and Arrigo relationship. I thought it was great. Like, the, yeah. the, the way that... You know, he tries to fucking drug her. See, she smashes him over the head with that thing, and yet you actually believe how they would then get on side with each other and how they'd actually like each other. Like that—that's yeah. yeah. that, that's testament to the writing and the performances. Um, like that—that that relationship is fantastic. I mean, yeah, D- Dakota Johnson. I think it like she's very good. I think her character is actually surprisingly one-dimensional it is literally i want to save my sister yeah um even though there's like mystery to her at the start and i suppose in a way that's a kind of a clever reveal like you think she's going to be some sort of like femme fatale or something and it's just like no she's just a nice person who wants to save her sister but can also really massively overreact to john ham yeah um, like seriously, that bit bothers me more and more. That I'm thinking about it. Like she blows him the fuck away, 
and then she sees Lewis Pullman behind the mirror and doesn't do anything. Yeah, about the time up, and then said that she's probably going to have to kill him. Uh, but then, you know, it's... But he wasn't holding a gun on them, was he? Yeah. No, but he's he, he, he's fucking look, watching she, behind a fucking mirror. You, yeah. like, I, she, she should read the situation there and go, actually, yeah, this looks bad. I've got a girl who he doesn't know is my sister taped to a chair. That looks a little bit bad. Yeah. And I mean, like, you're right, Bucky. It is always nice to see John Hammond things. I is. do like John Hammond. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was really good in it because, like, Obviously, he's putting on a persona, and then when he drops his persona and becomes agent guy, it's just it's just so different. It's like, I, yeah. I mean, I know that is what acting is, but it's often you don't get to see the character slip because they're not because they play it all the way through the film. And I like that the change. Yeah, I, I, see I, it just happens. I did like I did like the this, this sequence where he's he's essentially he's undoing the back of the phone and taking out all the wires, and then they've got all of the yeah. yeah. That's it's like people just fucking just took that hotel apart like on a reg, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was a yeah too much. We didn't tie up. It's still an issue I have with it. Well, you know, Mark. In life, not all loose ends are tied. Yeah, they are. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's a, it's a very 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 solid film. It is. Um, and like, I'm bringing that story to the cinema, and it's one of those things. It's, I hope it is one of those things where it's, we are seeing a little bit of a renaissance for the the mid budget um, movie in the cinema. Hmm. You know, getting out there and making money. They 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 did start to disappear, but the fact that they've started to come back a little bit, I think, is is nice. You know, we've had you know two very you know sadly bad times at El Royale isn't doing fantastic business uh, and it does seem like a sort of thing that's going to end up becoming something that Netflix do whereas but the problem is I don't think Drew Goddard gets that cast to make a Netflix movie that 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 gets released in cinemas because it's got Chris Hemsworth shirtless that was spectacular though it's fine it, 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 it's fine there and I'm fine <laughs> with that I do think it's a little bit wrong that we got him shirtless and we didn't get to see any of Johnson's Dakotas, but, you know. Uh, we've seen plenty of Johnson's Dakotas. There's the never plenty of them. <laughs> um, no, but, I, but that is the reason, that is the selling point of the movie. That is a, 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 a studio has gone. That's cheapening a bit, cheapening no, it. A no, bit. I, yes, I, having he, it. We're looking at a fucking poster, which is him with his fucking shirt off in the middle right, of it. but if they're going to have him on the fucking poster, Mark, he never has his shirt done up in the movie. So what were they going to do? Get him to make a special fucking promo shot where he's wearing a roll neck? He, he didn't have to be in the fucking, what is it, the front and centre of all of the fucking, what is it, does he? It's Chris Hemsworth shirtless, Mark. How else are you going to fucking... I'm, I'm, fu- no, I'm not criticising it. I'm not criticising the shirtless yeah. thing. I am saying that the problem is this sort of thing would you is what we perceive is going to be on the straight to Netflix movies. And we're going to talk about a straight to Netflix movie quite shortly, right? But the reason, I genuinely believe the reason why this film, as somebody's looked at it and gone, right, no, we can sell that, is because they can sell Chris Hemsworth shirtless. No, I it's think as bad as you're saying it, but that is what it can do. I think it's because you can sell Chris Hemsworth in general. Well, yeah, fair enough. Biggest, and if he's shirtless, all the better. He's the best Chris. He's not the best Chris. He's in one of the biggest movie franchises around. You've also got... 
Jeff Bridges, who's a well-respected, really good, bankable, probably, actor. Have Jeff Bridges shirtless? Yeah, why don't we get fucking Bridges shirtless? What, with his dad bod? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I just don't think people would want to see that. Look well. I do. Now who's who's been out of line? But it just that, Becky. I think, I think, I think... Oh, it just has to be a perfectly fucking sculpted human, does it? Otherwise, we don't want to see them. Well, no, I just think Jeff Bridges deserves a bit more respect than having to take his shirt off in movie roles. You know, he's, he's, he's been around the block, he's, he's done that. What, so you're saying Chris Hemsworth doesn't deserve respect and he should only take his wow. shirt off? Wow! Wow! Did you... Did, uh, so, uh, I feel like I'm like a project at Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> No, I reckon Chris Hemsworth gets his shirt off at any given opportunity. No, he fucking well, he loves would. it. If you, had, if you had a body like that. Yeah. I don't wear a shirt. No. I'd be such shirtless right now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's fine. So, you know, if the boy wants to get his shirt off and show off his perfect, perfectly sculpted abs, lame. Fine. They probably did ask him to do his shirt up at some point and he went, do you want no? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't know why you think I'm not. Because you are actually saying you have a problem with it. Because yeah, you're not. saying you've got a problem with it on the poster, <laughs> not, Mark. Saying, That's why. You're saying it's gratuitous. And I did say it's gratuitous earlier, yeah. Because yeah. I do think it's gratuitous. Because you're a prude. I'm not a prude. I, I am the least prudy one in this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. All right, Mark. Well, what we'll do next next time we watch it, if we watch it at home, we'll get a little T-shirt, like a little cut-out cardboard T-shirt, and I'll move it around the screen with Chris Hemsworth. Thank you. Yeah? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm fine with Protect that. your poor, delicate 1950s eyes. What? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> twat. Fuck me a twat. Dickhead. Oh, I know. Okay. I, that always sounds like you two fucking getting in the mood so let's move on quickly when you start, when, like when you start calling each other's names it just gets a bit weird uh, are, we, are, we, are we done with bad times at LOL then? Uh, probably yeah I might change my screensaver on my phone though what? to that? might do I'm fine with that <laughs> you've got a fucking you've got a phone you mate you can't tell her what to put on a fucking screensaver you are. He, I, I was saying, it's your phone, Becky. He can't tell you what to put on the screensaver. He's fine with it. Who gives a shit? It's your phone. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't. But uh, it, Becky Becky chose my current screensaver. What's that now? It's I, the shot I, from I, I'll, Bongo. I'll send you a picture of it. Oh, God, no. Okay, I think I know what shot it is. I don't want to <laughs> see a picture. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. I don't, Mark. Don't do that. i send you it. I my I've set my WhatsApp to not automatically download images, so <laughs> that's your fucking screen. Like seriously, if it's the thing, I think. Oh god, here it comes. Yeah, great. Fucking hell, Mark. <laughs> <sighs> so, anywho, yeah, I definitely not shit on this. Yeah, definitely not shit. Yeah, definitely not shit, you fucking serial killer. I'm going to go get a drink. <laughs> uh, our audience poll um, for this was... Oh. Um, definitely not shit, 60%. Touching cloth, 20%. And shit, 20%. Oh. I'm quite like that. It, it, it's a really good film. Yeah. It's a it really is. good film. And it might get... It might get better on 
multiple watches. Like a star is born. Well, yeah. I'm saying this while Ian's gone, but I feel like you might shout at me, like you did. I'm not liking it as much as you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't be a dick. More apple juice. I'm not apple juice. You're not apple juice. You can't tell me not to drink I can, apple juice. I can. I, I will. You you know. No, I, you're not allowed apple juice. You're no, just because you're I not allowed apple juice and you're not allowed lemonade. I'll find a fruit twist. I'll find a fruit twist. No, just because I drank a two litre carton of apple juice all in like an hour the other day does not mean I'm not allowed it at all. Two fucking litres in in less than an hour. It was a really good hour. It wasn't a really good hour. It was. Why is your stomach still there? Constitution of Billy Goat. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you have the constitution of a sickly kitten or a baby lamb. You're very mean to me. I've got a week's work. Thanks. You're welcome. You could eat a can. <laughs> I can probably put it on the front. We can't see her now. <laughs> we got a bit. I know we don't. Just apple juice. Apple juice, yeah. Just, just fucking shitty cider. <laughs> just virgin cider. Just, just really young cider. Prudish cider. <laughs> Is that how you'd like that? Yeah. You're prudish. Yeah. Uh, just am I Emsworth cider? Am I leaving this in? <laughs> you can if you want. Yeah. All right. Cool. Save the ads in. Um, <laughs> right. Good stuff. So let's move on. Uh, Apostle. It's uh, written and directed by Gareth Evans, stars Dan Stevens, Lucy Boynton, and uh, Michael Sheen. Uh, so, Dan Stevens is sent Wicker Man esque to retrieve his sister, who has been taken by a bunch of cultists led by Michael Sheen, so it appears. Um, and it kind of goes on from there, really. Right, Mark, get your dick out. What do you think of Apostle? It's fucking fantastic. It's a fucking wonderful film. Um, oh, why are you getting your dick out? Because I, 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 this is top five of the year material for me. Just FYI, he's not actually getting his dick out. I just wondered why you told him to get his dick out. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Um, I, I think that Dan Stevens is one of uh, the most interesting... Uh, actors uh, working uh, currently, uh, he he picks things so so well. He seems to he seems to really have gone gone right. I've I've made my my bank with um, Downtown Abbey. Um, downtown Downtown Abbey, um, and he's kind of gone right. Fuck it, I, I, I want to do these things. The fact that he pursued the guest. Um, and convince them to let him make it and the fact that he bounces around doing quite interesting shit it, it is really good um, it's an interesting turn from Gareth Evans who you know we got quite a a visceral and quite gnarly film in The Raid and then we got something that was that I really enjoyed but I can see why other people didn't enjoy it with The Raid too, which was more trying to sell a, a crime story and follow the lines of more things like um, more latter-day John Woo things mixed with a little bit of um, 
The red Scott's movies is, are fucking fantastic, both of them are. Uh, I, I really like number two, but I don't understand other people don't. And then for him to go down this, this Wicker Man-esque uh, sort of tact, but then throw in some really fucking cool imagery and some weird supernatural shit that's going on. But it's a very nasty film. It's a very sweaty-looking film. Uh, I think Becky at one point commented and said that, um, what was it, Dan Stevens needs to... What was he said? I can't remember. What did I say? Got his hair. He needs, he needs like a hair mask. Oh, he needs to deep condition. He needs, he needs a deep condition yeah. his hair. It, it was very apt. But yeah. Um, he needs to what? He needs a deep condition his hair. He's got some grim hair going on in this movie. Yeah, in my, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, and I don't know all that. You've got some very pretty uh, redhead in it. So, yeah. It's, it's Martin. Um, I'll let somebody else take the floor for a little bit. <laughs> that fucking poster's great, though, isn't it? Or title card or whatever you'd call it. Poster. Is it the poster? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think it's brilliant. Um, you know, yeah. You know, you know people, people listening just can't see what you point at. Oh, the poster. There you go, guys. Um, Mark says you think she can't, you know, make that intuitive leap and go and find it. No, they can't. <laughs> We literally have to leave him with a fucking Spooky. water. <laughs> I don't think we do. Um, no, it's, it's it's just fantastic. And it atmospherically, it's it's great. It's absolutely bang on. The acting in it's great. The chick out of Sing Street, really good in it. She as the she's the daughter, isn't she? Yes. Michael Sheen. Yeah. Um, Michael Sheen. I love seeing him pop in, pop up in stuff as well because I think he's, he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, and I think he makes he makes good choices as well. Most of the time, mm. you know. I mean, he did fucking Underworld, didn't he? So yeah, but the, Underworld made him want to give him the chance to do whatever he wants. Well, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and Dan Stevens is, is like you say, he's, he's good in everything that he does. He's he's a really interesting sort of young actor that's breaking out of, like you say, his crappy TV roots and. Um, and making really interesting movies. So, yeah, I didn't realise it was the guy that did the Raid movies. Yeah. I think... You, <laughs> you can tell when you look at the, the, the moments of action in the yeah. film. Yeah. Like, the, the just the way... The, the weird way it's like the camera is, like, fixed to something and then just goes hurtling off. Like, there's a bit where, like, somebody gets chucked out a window or something in this film, I swear, that it, it just felt like it could have been in the raid. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But the story as well, and the way that the story unravels is, yeah, it keeps it interesting throughout, and it could have it could have ended up in quite ploddy territory towards the end. I mean, and it, it just doesn't, it just, it does keep you gripped, doesn't it? Mm. What do you think, Ian? Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think I'm quite as in uh, as as you guys are. But I, in no way, is it a shit film. In no way is it a shit film. It. I I, I don't know. I'll be honest. I watched it. I was a little bit tired. I like watched it on Tuesday night, and I had like a really fucking hard day at work, and watching this film after having a really hard day at work, is maybe not optimum conditions. Mm. Um, not because it's a slog or anything, but just because it's fucking intense and you, you you kind of need to be in all the way through 
and there was maybe a 10-minute section about an hour in where my concentration slightly dazed, and then for the rest of the film, I was a little bit, what exactly is going on? That The first reveal of the tree woman. Goddess. I think she's supposed God, to be. Yeah, the goddess. That's like a ra- maybe about an hour in, and it, it's just before Dan Stevens wakes up and he's in that cave and Lucy Boynton's there. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of slightly fell out of it around there. And then it it made the rest of it a bit harder to understand than I, I, I think it actually should have been. So I, I genuinely think that's on me. Um, so I, I will say that. But um, this film's fucking rank. Mm. Like, I, I mean, purposefully so. Absolutely, that is the intent. But Jesus fucking wept. Like... It like just really nasty and grim. Um, I I mean the fucking the the shot the reveal of what happened to the back of Bill Milner's head. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he puts the, the petal in it. Oh yeah, and like just fuck, uh, like that's gonna that that is gonna stay with me and. The end, like the end shot as well, um, just it, fucking, it's fucking weird and creepy and body horror-y, which always gets my fucking heckles up anyway, and just the way that his face, when he's kind of turning into the, I suppose, God now, yeah. um, where it's like, he doesn't want it, but he kind of does is like really very odd. I mean, it like the ending of the film was reminding me of silence for fuck's sake, uh, which is, yeah, you know, like that whole kind of like the struggle with your faith and trying to reclaim your faith despite, all the horrendous shit that is going on around you. Um, That's heavy, heavy stuff for a film that could easily just be seen as like a gore hounds kind of film with artier pacing. But it does, I don't know, it does feel like it's more than that. I'd like to give it another go, but I genuinely don't think I could put myself through it again. Like, I wanted a hug afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think we've had a good couple of weeks though because like genuinely out of the four main films that we've watched over the last couple of weeks I, I want to watch all four of those again yeah to give them like a, a, a re-evaluation but like a quick re-evaluation to see if you get anything more out of them because I loved Monday and I'd like to re-watch that yeah you really liked Monday didn't you yeah I did um I'd like to re-watch A Star Is Born because I want to love it more this, I'd rewatch and Bad Times. I we, think we've had a good couple of weeks. Yeah, I'd have rewatched I thought the, the, the character of the grinder in this, um, you know, the, the the keeper of the goddess, was fucking creepy as fuck. Yeah. That was very, almost, I, I might be way off bat here, but you, you, you'll be able to back me up on this. It almost felt a little bit computer gamey, a little bit silent hilly. Yeah. Oh, uh, God, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the fact that he's got the, fucking love that game. the branches wrapped round as yeah, a big yeah. kind of head thing. And it's, you don't know if he's somebody that was there mm. or oh. if he's 
And what about those motherfuckers in the Bill Milner execution scene in just the black triangle things? Yeah. That what were those like, dudes about? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's... It's a very fucking grim and nasty movie. Um, yeah. It's, you know, even him, you know, going fucking parcel on his daughter because she's got a baby out of wedlock. And then... Um, Killing her and then blaming it on him, it, 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 and then he's just goes fucking off it. Mm. I will say, one of the things that uh, it took me out of the film as well was that character. Like, I like the way that everyone seems to have a bit of nuance to them, um, but him, he's just like psycho guy who wants more power than he has and is awful to his daughter. Like, it, there, there wasn't anything else behind that. He was just evil. Whereas, like, Michael Sheen, I fucking loved his arc. Mm. Like, the way that everything was going to shit around him. And he's just trying to hold it together. And he's in this world which is weird and creepy as shit. But he also still has a soul and it's like the fucking the bill the bill milner execution he comes along and he's just like you know what have you done this isn't right uh you know so like the fact that he's like the leader but he's not he's not christopher lee in the wicker man like he's not yeah he's 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 more three-dimensional and you know dan stevens obviously as well um it, 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 I mean, even Lucy Boynton's were uh, as well. Um, the the fact the fact that she is torn between the the, the two things. Um, it that dad and the fact that he takes such a focal point in the last third of the film, I thought was a bit disappointing. Um, even though I know you like, it kind of felt like the film had to have a straight up bad guy, but he's a. I thought he was a bit of a rote bad guy. But everything around him was still like really, really interesting. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just one of the things that put me off it. I will say, I would watch this film as gnarly as it is before I'd watch The Raid 2 again. <laughs> oh, I like The Raid 2. You just didn't get on with it. Oh. Which I can see why a lot of people want it. That, that is a movie that is very much, it feels its length. Whereas this That's- is. That film was one of the greatest action films ever made when it premiered at where either Sundance or South by Southwest, and yeah. no one fucking says that now, do they? No, because the, the Raid is a better movie. That, that's my thing with the Raid too. Is it's not it, as good as the Raid. It's the only time. The only time you'd watch the Raid two over the Raid is if you've just watched the Raid. Even then, you might just go back and rewatch the Ray. Yeah, there's even a possibility then, so it does feel a little bit surplus to requirements. Um, it's better than Raid, anyway. I don't agree with that, and I really like Dread. Oh, I really like Dread. Oh, that's a hard one. That I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to choose there. I'd probably still go Raid. I go. I, 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 I agree because just because of the fight between those two, that that big fight between those yeah. two. you know which one I mean. I, I, I'd always go the red on, on Dread just because there are points in Dread where I do feel myself going, hurry up a little bit. Oh, no, I love Dread. You're wrong. Um, yeah. We're tangented. You tell me I'm wrong a lot. You are just incorrect. Fair enough. 
don't start calling each other names. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Hit you with a boot. Yeah, you probably would. Hit you with a boot. Ow! A boot. Anyway, sorry. Um, I, 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 I'm definitely not sure. It, 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 it will be... It, it, I would be very surprised if it's not in my top ten of the year. Dan Stevens is fucking there. great. Probably with you there on that one. Yeah. Mm. And, again, it's weird. If there's a shit Netflix movie, it's Netflix is bad, Netflix is killing cinema. If there's a great Netflix movie, there's just silence. Yeah, which is a shame, really, because we have to celebrate the things they do right. There's so much that, that, that could p- potentially be great on Netflix in the next um, coming, what is it, mm. months. I, I, I think the, the times are changing slightly. I think it's interesting that the, the Kermode and Mayo podcast, not on the main show yet, but on the podcast, have started doing this thing called Cream of the Streams, where they are talking about films that kind of like launch on Netflix and whatnot. And he did actually review Apostle on there. Um, I don't know, it, it, it's odd, because at the moment, it's basically anything that plays at least one screen in London seems to get national press coverage. Mm. And it's like, okay, what, a film that plays a couple of screens in London or maybe like three or four screens in the UK or a film that launches on Netflix, it's coming to a point where it's like, what do you think readers and listeners are actually going to be more interested in? Absolutely. Probably the thing they can see. Yeah. 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 Um, very, very good point. So, you know, give it a year or two, and I think that will change. And award season this year is going to be very interesting because Roma, Roma's going to do something for Netflix. Um, and if The Irishman comes out, that could as well, even though that has been radio silent for a while. It is. That's the... That's... That's... Because what happens is, and what Scott says, he always says about any movie he makes is you go out, you shoot all the script and then you find the movie in the editing room. Which is, oh, why, I... which is why Thelma Schoonemaker is one of the most underrated people in cinema. I am starting to think that might be a Christmas 2019. Yeah, I could see, I, I could see that because it's, it's, the thing is, it was, it was Builders coming out Christmas this year and uh, apparently they're still it's, it's still not finished. Do, do you know what we didn't talk about either last week or this week in trailers? What? The Christmas Chronicles starring, starring Kurt Russell. Do you know what? I've not watched the trailer yet. <laughs> I've oh. seen about two seconds of it and then thought I can't watch this without Mark. I, I, I've, not, I've not. I've not. Until you just said that, I completely forgot about it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be reviewing that in November. Oh fuck yeah, we will. <laughs> uh, Apostle. Anyway, I, I'm definitely, yeah, definitely not shit. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, not. D- yes, definitely not shit. Sure, yeah, and it, it's uh, nice to see Michael Sheen talking in his um, in his native tongue. In his native tongue, yeah. It's um, oh, the Welsh tongue is a fucking interesting one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our audience poll definitely not shit 75% and touching cloth 25% fair enough <laughs> how many votes yeah I think I think 12 like that. cool 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 good little spread okay 
let's talk about some what we've been watching. What is the time? Ah, yeah, five to ten. That's all good. Yeah, let's talk about some what we've been watching. What have you been doing, guys? We've not actually watched that much, have we? But a bit of a strange week, haven't we? I've, I've watched some American Horror Story, but I'll carry talk about that. Nice nah, TV and shit. Yeah, uh, not shit actually. The new one's quite good. Cool, cool. Um, oh, just just before we do, and it is TV related, so you can cut it out if you want. But what do you think of the new Doctor Who? Ian, uh, I am enjoying it. Okay. Um, the, Capal- the last Capaldi series I didn't really get on with. I think Moffat got too focused on just fucking convoluted, epic plots and forgot to be fun. Um, and Chibnall's got the fun, but still a sense of seriousness to it. Um, Jodie Whittaker is a very attractive woman. Um, which has retained my interest more than Peter Capaldi would because he's not a very attractive Scotsman. I think he was the victim of a really bad first series that he was in. The second two weren't too bad. The last one was really good. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was. I was talking to Donna about this the other day. Just like I'd already kind of forgotten that Paul Mackey was a, an assistant. Which is awful, because she was the last one. But it's those one season... Oh, Bill? Like, yeah. Oh, I really liked Bill as an Because I liked her as well. And apparently it was her choice to, like, leave. Um, you know, so fair enough. But it, it was a shame. It's like Martha as well. Like, the whole kind of, like, after quite a big assistant you almost get, like, a one-season rebound or something like that. And, you know, because yeah. Clara was... I, I thought she was quite impactful. Um, and and yet, Bill was fun, you know. And, and it would have been nice to see her in these new ones. But Bradley Walsh is actually pretty good. Yeah, Ian Bad actually. I, I want... I want... Sold on that, but then yeah, he ain't bad. He ain't bad at all. Uh, How are you feeling about it? I don't know really. Like, I wasn't excited for the start of it at all. Um, the trailers didn't look great, and all I I like the the series long story arcs that they they sort of have been doing since like the Matt Smith ones. I mean, and even before that, really, but they got really complicated and kind of hard to follow with the Matt Smith, Matt, Matt Smith ones. And it, that's kind of continued. And I, I like that. It's like a, it's a thread that runs through it all. And then you've got your monster of the week, but you've got, you, you know, you've got something to keep watching and find out and it makes it more interesting. And everything that I was reading about this iteration was that, they're doing away with that completely and it's all just going to be story of the week. And if that is the case, it's going to lose me very quickly. Um, the first two episodes were, were all right. The first one was... I don't know. I don't know, really. I don't I don't dislike her as the Doctor. I just... They're going to have to make the stories a bit stronger. I thought the eye face monster was pretty memorable. Oh, no teeth. Oh, no teeth, sorry. Teeth, uh, teeth, teeth. Yeah, that was gross. Yeah, I wasn't, that, wasn't a fan of the. Thing. But yeah, yeah no, it was a good, 
monster, but like, I don't know, I just don't know. Don't we'll know. see. I, the thing is, she's fun, and Capaldi was never really fun. Um, and I, I like the whole kind of thing about bringing the kind of the more hopeful nature and the the kind of the spirit of, of adventure back to who. Um, supposed to be angsty though, wasn't it? Because a lot of you know, he lost Clara, he just lost River, blah blah blah. Mm. It was supposed to be not in a good place. And I think he did that well. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it just, it's... I mean, like, Lossie's now of an age where, like, she was she was watching the first one. She was kind of in, interested. She fell out of it very quickly when T-Faced Monster Man appeared. Um, <laughs> but that that's the thing. It's like, and whereas with Capaldi, she'd last five minutes... Yeah, she, but if, they, if they're wanting to make it, if they're wanting to take it back to like family fun TV, rather than being because it has been quite heavy. Mm. If they're wanting to take it back to being soft, like fun and a bit more aimed at kids than the last few have been, then Jodie Whittaker is a great choice for it because her enthusiasm is very engaging. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But yeah, just wait to get your thoughts on it, really. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I like it. Like I said, I mean, I, I was kind of dropping out of it in the Capaldi, um, in the Capaldi era, if I'm absolutely honest. As much as I like the guy, but um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm interested. Um, the score as well is really good. They like Murray Gold, the guy who used to do the score, left, and they've got somebody else in now. And like, frankly, that first episode was more fucking. John Carpenter-esque sound design than it was music, and I thought it was really interesting. Mm. Um, so we'll it's see. Really, and, sorry, really Isabel's properly taken offence at the new theme. She really hates it. I don't know why. Really? They're all just a variation, aren't they, on the same sort of tune? But she really hates the new one. It's too slow. It sounds dingy. It's not exciting. The new TARDIS looks fine. Sonic bloody Swiss Army knife. No. She I don't know why. She really she just doesn't like the changes. Those particular changes. She yeah, but she really specifically dislikes the theme. Oh, I I like the kind of the, the bass drop in the theme before it kind of <laughs> gets going. I really like that. <laughs> uh, um I think Mark's gone to sleep, so we better wake him up. Hey Mark, wake up. What? Wake up. We start talking about a children's show now. Well, yeah. So anyway, so we watched Hotel Artemis. Finally, how watched. how the fuck is that? Do you want to go, Ashley? You go. I I. It, it has its faults. Yeah. But overall, I I really loved it. I thought it was interesting. I thought the I think it's more the way it looks than anything else pulls you pulls you in. But yeah, it's interesting. There's um, Jodie Foster's a bit weird in it. What? Zachary Quinn are trying to be threatening. No, but they, they make fun of that, though, don't they? They do, but it's just it's Zachary Quinn. Yeah. You just, I just want to shout at the at the screen. You're a TV actor. Accept it. I know, but they but they do they do take the piss out of him trying to act tough. Like Jeff Goldblum does take the piss out of him for that. Yeah, so it's just Zachary Quinn. We don't need it. Yeah. So basically, um, for anyone that's not seen it, Jodie Foster runs a. Set the future. 
Oh yeah, set in the future in 2028. Jodie Foster runs a um, essentially a members-only hospital, patch-up hospital for criminals, um, and um, it's set during some um, riots. It's based in LA, it's set during some riots, and these various criminals arrive at various points through the evening after doing various bad shit to get patched up. Um, turns out one of them's put herself there um, to get close to essentially the king of the criminals to take him out and his super threatening son is not a member so he's outside of the locked gate and it all kind of kicks off doesn't it yeah um, I, I think it's I, I, I think it's really good I really really enjoyed it um, I'm actually a little bit am I devastated we didn't see it at the cinema no no. Would I have liked to have seen it in cinema? Yeah, I would, because this is another one like, not to the same extent, not to the same level of quality, but another one like El Royale that won't be getting made in five years' time. I disagree. It will. It will, because people will still watch this kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, but will they just watch it when it comes on fucking Sky? They, yeah, they will. They will watch it on that, but, but because of that, it'll still get, these, yeah. these sort of things will still get made. I, I, I enjoyed uh, El Zarvis. It, it, it looks great. It's got a really good it's got a really stylized feel to it. The stylized feel feels really nice. It's Ooh, a really teller as well. It's a really nice pace. <laughs> uh, Ninety five minutes long, so it gets in, gets its shit, and gets the fuck out. Charlie Day's a weird bit of casting. Uh, Charlie Day's a weird bit of casting. I know it kind of works as a character. I just think his performance is a little bit. It's a little bit too turned up. And yeah. you get that with Charlie Day. I was going to say, isn't that just Charlie Day? Yeah, yeah. that is. But he's supposed to be like a sleazy arms dealer and he's just he's just very Charlie Day and <laughs> that's that's just Charlie Day, he does yeah. that a lot. Yeah, he does. And everyone else is quite slick and quite cool. And I think I just think that they could have got someone that did the sleazy arms dealer bit. I but it kinda works. Sophia Patel is he's fantastic and plays Ben Patel very well. She's um, stunning. And, uh, she's so good in it as well. Yeah, like, she is. Uh, and, you know, her, her ability to do the physicality that she does within it is fantastic. The fight, the fight scene bit, that where it's yeah. her and Dave Batista are the only goodies left in the hotel. Like, yeah. Goodies. In, in quite well, nice. good. Well, we're all spoilers. No, we're spoilers. We, we, we tend to avoid a bit of spoilery. All right, well, there's a fight scene then, and she's good in it. Uh, but uh, Sterling K. Brown's fantastic in it. Very suave, very cool. There's a great moment where... He comes in and basically you've got him and Charlie Day. Uh, Charlie Day is being a bit of a shit ass to um, Sophia Butella and Charlie Day says, oh, are you coming in to, to save her? And Sterling K. Brown literally laughs at his face and says, no, she's the most dangerous person in this room. Don't, don't you forget. Don't you think that I have to save her? You don't want to know what she could do with that coffee mug. Yeah. Charlie um, Foster's pretty good. Um, there's a little bit too much of her backstory in it that kind of gets a little bit dull um, within it. Um, well, it's to explain... Yeah, but, it, but it does get a little bit dull. Yeah, it could have been done better. Um, and why does she walk like that? Like, I get, oh, you know, she's a nurse, she's been a nurse all her life and she's... She's not a nurse, she's a doctor. She's a doctor, she, but she's been doing this physical job all her life and so that's how she walks, how she walks. Don't waddle, Jodie. Yeah, she, she does waddle like she like like she's left a few too many beads in there. She um, she she's definitely wearing crops. Like she's that kind of doctor. Yeah, uh, and Dave Batista's a lot of fun in it. 
What did you just say? Like, she left a few too many what? Beads in there. Are you? Was that like a sexy joke about Jodie Foster? Yeah. Ew. <laughs> I'm going to hit me then. <laughs> she literally stood up all, all over me, pointing at me. <laughs> Ew. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's well worth a watch. It, but it, it's a very, it is a solid Tuesday night Netflix watch. Nice. I'll probably what it ends up being for me, to be fair. But I look forward to it. Yeah, and on a Tuesday night on Netflix or Now TV or Prime, you will have a great time with it. Nice. Um, Becky's just shut the bathroom, um, so I'll do one that that she hasn't watched that I watched on my own this morning. Uh, I really watched Get Into the Greek for some reason. Uh, (laughs) Okay, yeah. Sorry, Jimmy? No, 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 I was just saying, yeah, Rose Byrne. Good. Yes. Rose Byrne is, is a lot of fun in that. Um, the, 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 the thing is, I, I like getting to the Greek, but it's aged horribly and it's only eight years old. Mm. Uh, getting to the Greek is something that would be a straight to Netflix movie now, without question. Um, it's it, it, it's in that era where they were trying to make Russell Brand a movie star and it didn't, didn't quite work because it is... I like Russell Brand, but I like Russell Brand as an actor. I don't think he is as charismatic. Um, Sean Combs, a.k.a. P. Diddy, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, a.k.a. all the other names he's had, is probably the best thing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, constantly telling people he's going to mind foot them. Um, it is it, it, wonderful. And at a bit where he's eating his own head. Um, him constantly shouting at um, Jonah Hill is, is a lot of fun uh, but the big criticism I've got of it is the band are crap <laughs> and, you know when you look at it one of the great things I'm going to bring up a starry bar uh, is the songs are fantastic and you could you could imagine that, that Jackson Maine would be a, a big star I, I, I'm, I buy his album back. I, I'm still trying to, and for some reason, none of them are listed on Amazon, and he's not on Spotify. And I, I feel this is wrong. You know, it's because he's not real, right? Shh. Okay. Um, but yeah, Infinite Sorrow slash Aldis Snow's songs, even the ones that are supposed to be good, are shit. Really, really shit. It sounds like subpar Maroon Five. And even like Prime Maroon Five shit. So yeah, that that's my problem with it. But it's actually quite a um, bloody she, story. She will be loved is one of the great pop songs of this millennium. Yeah, I, I, then, and, um, this love is a great song, but then literally everything they did post their first album is a bit crap. S- songs about Jane, I think that album was called. Yeah, I, that, that was that was it was, was a great album in two thousand. Three or four. I had a lot of uni sex in first year to that album. I, I bet you did. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, but yeah, get the Greek. It's it's fun. Um, Colin Meany as um, his dad is a weird bit of casting. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it, it, it's not one people need to rush back to, but it, it, it still was some fun, uh, and that's that's. Basically, it for us, isn't it? Yeah, we've, we've had, a, we've had a, a, a strange week. We'll say. What have you been catching, bud? 
Yeah. Fucking, it's been a week. It feels like just everyone's had a bit of a, it's been a week. Yeah. Fucking, the level of fucking shithousery I've had to deal with at work has been... <laughs> yeah. Quite a fucking ordeal. Anyway, I'm just going to pour myself a drink and then we'll get on it. Right, so, I had myself... Mm. Sorry, I was about to come out of the glass and I had to fucking have some. I had myself a Damien Chazelle double bill. La La Land is still fucking perfection. Ah, good, because I've been a little bit worried about rewatching that. It's perfection. That film is perfection. Um... I don't care what people say. That film is perfection. Good. It's it's the sunshine of romantic musical comedy dramas. As in, it's perfect. <laughs> Very good. Uh, but I also watched First Man, which isn't perfect, but it's still very good. It is very uh, good. I, I will be going to see that because I really want to see it. I think it looks fantastic. It just... Well, work kind of took a day away from me that I wasn't expecting, didn't it? No, no, yeah, yeah, no, yes, it did. It does do that, I guess. Your work does that too much. Um, Yeah, I mean, you'd say that yourself anyway, but anyway. um, So, first man, it's about Neil Armstrong. He walked on the moon, didn't he? He did indeed. He did, but before that, he had some fucking shit happen. Um, Neil Armstrong was a very private dude and I don't think much of his life was really all that known Um, Chazelle presents it as a kind of a Malikian approach at looking at his life but also with this guy who internalises fucking everything it's really interesting like the only time you see him outwardly express how he's feeling is in like the first 10, 15 minutes of the film. And then the next two hours is him internalizing. But because of the stuff, and I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna say actually, because I don't know how well it's known, but, um, there's there's a personal tragedy and it informs the rest of the film. And instead of the film ending with this great moment of catharsis in a big way, it starts with this outward thing and then ends with this quiet uh, um, acceptance and moving on while on the moon. And I don't know how true that aspect is but in terms of a story and an arc it was pretty fucking moving um and i don't know it's it's weird it kind of feels like the film's being talked about like neil armstrong going to the 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 moon and it is that that there's this really personal story in there as well which almost feels like it's being ignored, which is weird. Um, but as well as that, it, it's incredibly cinematic. The 
opening of the film, which is him just on a test flight, is one of the most fucking nerve-wracking things I've seen on screen in a good long time. And there's a lot of sequences of that. Um, So it's this, like, high drama, shit-is-going-wrong stuff, but also this high drama, but... um, almost like low energy family drama stuff, but then with improv music in the background, people running around Malikian stuff. Um, it, it does feel like it's Chazelle going slightly. Here's one for them with how big it is, but it kind of feels like he's just enjoying the tools of a large budget. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it, I don't know, there's, there's something there that doesn't quite connect with the, the power that Whiplash and La La Land did. Um, I think it's interesting that it's, um, and he did that other film as well I think Guy and Madeline sitting on a park bench or something I think it was called which I don't think has ever actually come out in the UK Uh, so like people seem to think Whiplash is his debut film and it's not but I can't say I even know the title Um, but certainly out of Whiplash and La La Land it's the, the only one of those that he hasn't had a writing credit on and that's interesting um, I'm sure he put his all into it, but it doesn't quite feel like it's it's got the soul. Yeah, even though it it, it is dealing with some weighty stuff. Um, I'm not I'm not for one moment saying it, it's like a four higher kind of gig or anything like that, but it's. It's not quite got the the spark that makes it truly enthralling um, on a on an emotional level. It, it's it's weird. It's like the, the the quieter stuff and the more impactful you know, on a visceral level stuff don't quite mesh. Um, but. I don't know. It's like six minutes shorter than Bad Times at the El Royale, and it basically chronicles Neil Armstrong going from test pilot to landing on the moon. And that maybe shows how El Royale's a little bit too long. <laughs> anyway, um, what else did I watch? What else did I watch? What else did I watch? Oh, yeah. Malevolent. Uh, Netflix original horror film. Starring uh, Florence Pugh of uh, Lady Macbeth, who is uh, uh, very good, actually. Um, Best thing about this film. So it's basically she and her brother in the film are these uni students who also have a sideline in basically being like spiritualists, but they're faking it. Um, But at the start of the film, she's on a job where she actually sees some ghostly shit going on and um, 
she's hired by um, C- uh, Celia Imry, who um, I think she was in like Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Um, she's she. I think she was in a lot of Victoria Wood stuff along with Julie Walters, I want to say. Um, but she's in this Netflix horror film and it's very, very weird. Um, but she's hired by Celia Imri uh, along with her... Uh, yeah. Sorry? Yeah, I know you mean. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That's it's a, You'll know who she is when you see her kind of person. Yeah, recognisable British actress. Yeah, Um Hired by her to investigate ghosts in her place, and then kind of twisty stuff happens from there. Um, I didn't hate it. Eighty-eight minutes long. Um, scares weren't amazing, but the plot had the plot had some good twisty stuff going on. Um, considering the fact that these people are basically charlatans, by the end of it, you're kind of on board with them more than you expect to be, and uh, yeah. Um, didn't hate it. It, it, you know, it, if you're looking for frights and whatnot, it's probably worth a watch. And uh, last thing for me this week is Smallfoot. So, Smallfoot. Oh, Sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah, uh, I, I forgot this was even out. Yeah, uh, Smallfoot. Uh, so, it took Lottie to see this. Um, Warner Bros animation, uh, the voices of uh, Channing Tatum. Uh, I'd seen this whole Zendaya is Michi thing online for the last few weeks. I was like, what the fuck is that about? And it's literally, Zendaya plays a character called Michi. It's like, okay, then fair enough. Um, Charlie Day is in it, actually. Uh, Common is in it. LeBron James is in it. And (laughs) James Corden's in it. Of course he fucking is. So, Smallfoot is the first animated film that I can say has been definitely made in the realm of the Trump presidency. It's right. So, story is, you've got Yetis. One of them's voiced by Channing Tatum. His father, voiced by Danny DeVito, um, has to ring a gong every morning. Um, so that it can wake the great snail in the sky who basically rises up, and that's the sun, essentially, and their world is uh, basically a land uh, which is on the top of big mammoths in space that walk along. And the entire history of this world are told on the stones. And people are told that everything in the stones is true. If you ever question the stones, don't question them. You just need to put those thoughts deep down until they go away. Um, And people start questioning things. And that only gets more so when Channing Tatum's Yeti discovers a small foot, i.e. a human. Um, and basically becomes friends with the human. And it's there's a song in there about being curious and having your eyes open and questioning things and not necessarily believing everything you are told. Um, Common sings a song at one point about how 
fake news is spread to try and keep the populace in check because if they knew the truth then that could actually destroy the world because the world is scary and so the people who oversee the population need to convince the people of lies to keep them safe. Okay. Yeah. It's this woke um, story about the dangers of fake news. But, you know, for kids. That's such an odd... an odd concept to have in a kids' movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's really weird. Um, But it's pretty successful. Um... I I think it's a good message for the thing is for kids they like the songs there's a lot of songs in this they like the silly stuff um but you know they they get the message of hey question things don't don't be afraid to do that which is yeah if, if it gets it what it's supposed to do yeah yeah um for me, I was like, Subtle was a fucking sledgehammer, and like someone just like wrote a draft of this in just the haze of Trump uttering fake news for the first time. Um, and it, it's it's not entirely successful, but it's. The most weirdly interesting thing I think I've seen this year, because I just went to it being like, right, okay, it's just something for Lots and I to maybe have a fun time with for an hour and a half. And by the end, it's like this community realising that they don't have to live by the doctrine of things set by these stones, which they're not allowed to question, and instead can question and discover new things and not believe everything they're told just because someone more powerful than them says it. It's a good message. It's a good message. Mm. It's a really good message. I, it just, I wasn't expecting it in a film called Smallfoot about dancing yesies. (laughs) (laughs) No. And I, I, I mean, I will also say that James Corden does a cover of Under Pressure at one point, and I wanted to fucking kill myself. No, just kill him instead. Yeah, it, it's all it like awful. Like it redoes the words, and it's the fucking worst fucking thing. Um, but yeah, Smallfoot. It, it like if you've got kids, it's it's worth taking them to see it. And if they've got questions after, then great. Lottie's question was, can we have McDonald's? But, you know, she sat through the whole thing. She liked it. So that's good. I'm happy with that. It takes a bit of time for to filter through in kids' brains, doesn't it? But she'll, if she sleeps on that and then takes that message from it, even subconsciously, then it's it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It, 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 it almost felt like eating your vegetables, but it was colourful enough and with enough silly stuff that it, it didn't quite get there. So, yeah, success. Yeah. Until she's a cocky shit at school and she's like, well, Smallfoot told me to question authority. That's true. And then then you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> um, okay, we've got Twitter questions. Yep. At I'm, I'm just going to throw. I'm just going to answer this one right now. At Nocturne Tom DJ, you can interview any director of your choice, but you cannot ask him about film. Who would you interview and why? Tom Ford, why are you so awesome? Charles <laughs> Bex. Um, it'd be Werner Herzog because I think anything that you got him talking about, it would be like it would be like watching a documentary. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I wouldn't put the next one. The thing is, this, the, I kept going. Oh, I liked, and I, every time I oh, I liked, her, and then it got to a person like, no, but I just want to talk to them about film. See, I'd quite happy to talk to Werner Herzog about Adam butterflies. Fucking dark. That'd be dark. Um, I, I, I just want to talk to Tom Ford about the creation of Noir Extreme because like whenever I put it on I, I literally feel fabulous um, I, 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 I would go for Cameron Crowe if he talks about music yeah. good job and, you know, then I wouldn't need something I'd just talk to me and rage about music so that's what I'd go for Cameron Crowe good job yep uh, J Kidd Double billing, Apostle and 22 July back to back. Fucking hell. Uh, made for a bleak Saturday night's viewing. What's the bleakest slash most joy-filled double bill that you have either done or would suggest? No directly related films, e.g. sequels, remakes allowed. I know I was. Go on. I know I was. On December the 23rd, one year, um, we decided to watch the um, French Christmas movie Inside, um, and we followed it up with uh, watching straight after it uh, the not Christmas related but French anyway uh, movie with our French double bill of Martyrs, didn't we? We also watched Eels that day, didn't we? We did watch Eels earlier in the day. Fucking uh, hell, guys! Yeah, we literally, we literally finished Inside and then put Martyrs on straight afterwards, yeah. and then we like. That was a fucking jolly fucking December twenty third. My my bleak double bill was gonna be um, irreversible and martyrs. When did you double bill that? Or just as a, as, just a, theoretical. As a theoretical double bill? Yeah. But that weekend when we watched those three French ones, we watched Irreversible the night before. Yeah, we watched. Did we watch Ills and Irreversible the night before? And I watched Ills in the day, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. 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 Which Irreversible and we watched it with something else. We double billed that as well. Yeah, we did. End of the void. No, I won. It was it was it was in preparation for watching End of the void. It was something else yeah. equally fucking weird and grim. Jo- I genuinely, I was talking to to someone about this the other day at work. I don't think I could watch Irreversible now. No, I don't think I could. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think it's a film you need to watch more than once. To be honest, I'd like to rewatch it. No, but I, I, I don't I, know I, if I get the, through that scene or whether I'm just like, do not want to fast forward this. To the certain films that I I, 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 I think I find to just go, I've watched that. I don't need to watch it again. It's and I think Irreversible. That doesn't make sense. Watch again, Requiem film, and I'm never going to watch it again. I'll rewatch that. Actually. I don't. I don't see why anyone would want to rewatch that movie. All right, I do. Right. Well, then I don't see why. What's your idea? I'm trying to think of Bleak. It would what? be The Hunt and something. Have you guys ever seen The Hunt? No, because I think it, because I, I get the feeling that it might really upset me. The thing is, you hate kids. Do you fucking hate kids? So, I mean, to be fair, no, I don't know. It just... Baz Mikkelsen. 
like just the most upsetting fucking experience I think I've ever had in a cinema. Just like so like it's not because there's like anything on screen or anything like that. It's just it it, it it's like an a fucking noose is tightening around your neck for two hours. Uh, and it's fucking horrible. Um I I once went to cinema and watched two Michael Cannon Jones movies on the same day. What were they? Uh, they were they were released on the same day. They mm. were the uh, frankly brilliant and underrated um, shooting dogs, which is one of the most upsetting movies I've ever seen. Mm. And uh, I followed that up with um, a not very upsetting movie, uh, and not one of the in, in no way. Could be anything of I've ever seen. Basic Instinct Two. Yeah. Is that the one where she kills Stan Collymore at the start? It is the way she kills Stan Collymore in the credits. Uh, weirdly, yeah, that's that's another one. He's it, it, he's killed before his name's mentioned in the credits, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt in H2O. Mm. My Happy Place movies double bill would probably be Totoro and Kiki's Delivery Service. Just oh, was a Happy Place as well. It was Joy yeah. Field. Joy Field. Oh, mine would be um, more rats and a hot time machine. Oh yeah, yeah, it would be a good double bill that actually. Totoro, yeah. It's just it's such lovely innocent. It's such a lovely innocent film. There's no no peril. There's nothing to get stressed about. There is peril. She's dying. She, she, yeah, she. She's just in hospital with like flu or something. She can't yeah, and, and the little one goes missing towards the end. He's with Totoro, isn't she? Yeah, I, I mean, no, she's not with Totoro. Bloody, the bigger one has to get the cat bus. Yeah. To find her. It, it, it's a movie oh, fraught with go, peril. Don't you go look for a mum, though? Yeah. Yeah, no, she's, she's going to... Yeah. in peril. She's just... Oh, that fucking cat bus. I would ride the shit out of that cat bus. I um, would I, I would ride the shit out of that cat bus. Yeah, yeah. And Kiki, I love Kiki's delivery service. Oh, Totoro. <laughs> oh, Lots hasn't seen Totoro in ages. I need to fucking fix that. Yeah, get on it. She used to watch that a lot, but just in, like the individual. She'd watch the bit with the cat, the cat bus arriving and then the cat bus at the end. Yeah. She'd watch those bits over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, dear. That's um, the thing is, Totoro, Joyfield, yes. Can't think of another one. What else is just filled with joy? Paddington. Oh, fucking shit, the bed. Yeah, you're right. It's just a really nice film. Mary Poppins. Yeah. Mary Poppins. Yeah, it's a good show. Oh God, Mary Poppins returns. Is it? It is Mary Poppins returns, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. Oh God, that's going to be the best. I'm going to get <laughs> so drunk watching that. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Like seriously, touching yourself in cinemas at a children's movie and no, just like when it's cold as shit. Go and watch that after work with just a bit of fucking bourbon or something like that. Just get a warm feeling in your tummy and watch the Mary Poppins. 
That is out this year, isn't it? I'm not oh, God, yeah, it is. Yeah, 21st of December. Because lot, lots ain't seeing that. Fucking, she's going to think it's boring. Fuck her, she can wait a few years. Bollocks to it. I'm a seed Mary Poppins. Like, Donna doesn't like Mary Poppins. So, whatever. Mary Poppins, last time I watched that, Lottie was asleep on me. She was six days old. And I watched the whole thing from start to finish with that kid just fucking laid on me asleep. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, yeah. And now, we, I, I, I tried to watch School of Rock with her earlier on today. Ten minutes in, Daddy, this is a grown-up film. I don't want to watch it. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, like, it just, no, no. All right? Tried to put, tried to watch Goosebumps with her yesterday. 45 minutes in, freaked out. And it's like, kid, you got to fucking toughen up. <laughs> it, it's... Sorry? What did she freak out at? Uh, yeah, Jack Black is the dummy. Uh, that is wasn't, pretty... Wasn't a fan of the dummy. Wasn't no. a fan of the dummy. Um, but yeah, she wants to see... The thing is, though, she wants to see the second one. Whenever we see the trailer in it, I want to go see Goosebumps, I want to see Goosebumps, I want to go see Goosebumps. I'll take her to go see Goosebumps and she'll do exactly as she did with House and the Clock in its Walls. She'll want to fucking go again and then I'll be there fucking cinematic, cinematic equivalent of fucking blue balls being like, right, okay, I've watched half the bloody thing but I can't watch the rest of it. Oh, That's the thing. Kids. Dickheads. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. But not not to the extent that Mark thinks they're dickheads. They're worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Wait till she's like see what you think. Sorry. Wait till she's like a teenager and then see what you think mm. of her. God, to be honest, whatever. As long as she actually lets me get a good night's sleep, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it does make that a bit easier. No, I mean, like, seriously, right? She had us up at four o'clock this morning. Like, she came into bed with us and she was rolling around all over the place. She was saying, Mummy, Daddy, I'm tired. (laughs) Go to sleep, then. Yeah, no, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, kid, right, yeah. You got anything else to say about what these bullshit allergies I'm tired of these bullshit allergies I'm tired of the the the, the hate there is in the world um I I I, I just no I'm tired all right go to sleep stop kicking me in the balls <laughs> so when she's 13 and when she's out drinking cider with her friends fucking whatever yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Just do whatever the fuck you want. Like, stay safe. You're going to feel like shit in the morning? Cool, man. That's your choice. I'm not going to feel sorry for you. Fuck it. I, ah, oh, Jesus. As long as you get the night's sleep. As I just want eight hours to myself. <laughs> I tell you what, Saturday night, Sunday morning... 
you're not going to see me until probably mid to late morning. Not because I'm going to be hungover to shit, but because I'll be yeah. in a bed by myself. <laughs> you're going to be luxuriating and just going, ah, oh, this is this is this is a bed. I like I it, I, I can't wait. It's going to be one of my highlights of the weekend. <laughs> oh dear. How do we get on to that? Yeah, Mary Poppins returns. I'm a get drunk. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair right. Enough. That is it for another incredible episode of Dude and a Monkey. Yes, um, it's sorry? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. That That is it. That is the end. Um, my, my thanks to Mark and Becky, as always. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. We'll, um, we'll we'll speak to you next week. Don't really know what's going to happen, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it, 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 if, if you're not a fan of our drunk rambling shows, um, then maybe skip next week. Yeah, you probably yep. need to skip that shit. And if I do pass away over the next week, then Mark and Becky can edit this, edit it, and uh, we will. Good. We'll yeah. Good. We'll dedicate it to you. We'll play at your funeral. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. All right, we, we probably won't do that. Maybe it'll work <laughs> on a small table. Yeah, just 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 certain people surround it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, that was dark, uh, <laughs> and it was all my fault. In fairness, right? Until uh, so the next blessed time that we speak to you. Good night. Good night. Good night.